Oh yeah, it's the over-the-counter episode of the Self-Medicated Podcast. I am your host, as always, The Wayfair here uh, with the co-host, uh, One Pop Poppy. Um, and it's time for over-the-counter. Um, There's <clears throat> a lot of ums in this introduction already. I know as you hate that. Always. I know you hate that. No clearing in the ums. <laughs> Uh, all right, so I'm trying to fuck up my Sunday nights. That's what I, that, that's my goal in life. That is my goal in life. Uh, so, what are we talking about this over the counter episode? I know you have brought up a question that you had about man's jobs and relationships, yeah. and it spawned from last week's conversation. Yeah. So, when you were talking about some of the things you do for me, just because like that's just things you do automatically, mm-hmm. and there are things that you do specifically for her. Made me curious, like, I'm assuming the things you do automatically are things that you think a man's role is within a relationship, or at least your role, make it more specific. Um, so I'm curious, what are some of those things you think are mandatory for you to do as the man within your relationship, I guess? Some of these things, so that's interesting, because some of these things I think are just kind of just like things that I was raised with okay. right so like just things that I was taught right um pump the gas uh take the trash out mm-hmm. those type of things and then I think some of the values from those are also instilled in things that extend to stuff that I wasn't raised with like we have a dog Whitney and I have a dog mm-hmm. so like I'm after a certain time I'm not probably gonna let her walk Nola Right. right, like I'll be the one that walks her. <laughs> like Patrice O'Neill said, she not. <laughs> what do you say about someone being so ugly? You you don't care what they do at nighttime. <laughs> like, yeah, right. just go walk around right. through the alley at nighttime. <laughs> good, you good. You'll be fine. <laughs> um, so it's things like that, and then there's like, I mean, just things uh, also that I just have more information or knowledge about than she does. Okay, then those are things that I automatically do. As well um, So what are some things that you If you have a son What would you pass down to him I'm assuming kind of the things you already kind of learned From being raised But I'm assuming it's also a few more things Maybe you've gathered uh, from your own experiences As far as dating and dealing with women um, No, not really Really? <laughs> it's pretty much <laughs> It's pretty much uh, Pretty much a, I mean Some of the things that I would teach my son, uh, I would teach my son to put himself first. Mm -hmm. I I would try to instill in him that, uh, you know, he has a responsibility to provide for and care for the people in his life, Mm -hmm. but that he can't do that unless he takes care of himself first, that he needs to be primary in his own life. I think that... Another thing, too, is to not feel responsible for someone else's ha- happiness, especially in a relationship. Okay. Um, the, like, it's very interesting because my parents are the only parents that I know. They're the only married people I know, actually. Hmm. When I think about it. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, they're the only married people I know, and they've been married for a really, really long time. And so it's it's it's... This is an interesting perspective to have Because they've obviously been together my whole life They got married months before I was born mm-hmm. um, There's a story behind that But <laughs> but Like So so I, I say that because Some of, these, some of the, this lesson I couldn't have learned from them Because they've always been together And been like 
a part of each other and like okay. raised kids together very young. So they kind of grew and developed together. But I would probably impress on my son to make sure that he knows who he is and not try to find himself in a relationship. Okay. I think that's, that's something that's really important. It, not to say that it can't be done, but there's a lot of heartache, pain, and time that can be saved yeah. if you if you don't go that true. route, right? Okay. Um, yeah, those like are some that. of the things. I like that. I, I definitely would borrow from that playbook. I also, would, I think the line from Nas is, the rules is different for different women. Mm. So don't think that you could, there's any universal things that you can apply to women that you encounter in your life. That's, that's a universal rule, but it doesn't necessarily apply to women it applies to yourself and how you operate within relationships i like that definitely so okay so say you have a daughter would you tell her some expectations of what she should have for men she's dealing with if she's you know daddy man yeah and i think that that only comes from just the standards that i would want to install in my child right. right Um, I don't think it's like different standards, at least for whether I have a son or a daughter. Mm -hmm. But I do think that no, it's not going to be different standards. I would say it'd be different for me, but okay, really, yeah. And in what way? Go ahead and say yours first, brother. Well, I was going to say it's not going to be different (laughs) standards for them. I think it might be a little bit more important for me to have like more conversations with my daughter because I can't Mm -hmm. necessarily lead by example for her. Yes, you can. To a certain extent. How you treat her mother is going to be the most important example. Exactly. And that, that, yes, that's probably the biggest example. Yeah. And that's, that's probably the thing that she will watch the most in terms of, Mm -hmm. you know, the type of shit that she'll want to invite into her life. So there is that to a certain extent, but there's also. That's that's why I would say there's a difference. In terms of the standards that you hold them to though. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. I'm saying what you, what you would want your daughter to. Look for in a partner is different than how I would probably raise my son because there are different societal roles and expectations for boys than it is for girls, and vice versa. So I have to take those into account if I'm raising children. I think for me, and 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 this is another big thing too. I think what I want to do with my kids is I want to give them the information to make their own decisions. Right. So like I don't want to I want to give them the information that society may have these norms. But I also want you to be able to understand that just because society has these norms doesn't mean that you need to operate your life with those understanding. You do need to understand what the norms are and how to maneuver them. But that don't mean you need to conduct yourself under them. Right. So like that understanding aspect is something that I want to instill in my kids. And that I don't think would be different for my my boy or girl. I agree with that. If anything, I'm going to be way more strict on my boys than my girls. Hmm. I don't know if it would be a difference, but it would be as far as, like, level of strictness, but it would be strictness in different ways. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, On my end, at least. It's going to require a different discipline. Yeah. And also, bro, do you know how annoying my kids are going to be? If you anything know, like you Bro they're going to be <laughs> Terrible They're going to cause me So many headaches <laughs> They're going to cause me So many headaches yeah. I remember Imagine I remember being this defiant It's going to be so bad Oh my god It's going to be so bad <laughs> I remember um, One of the things My dad told me Is Just don't have that school Calling my phone Right 
<laughs> and like, I don't know um, if that means don't get caught or stay out of trouble. So this is the important thing. <laughs> what that trouble. said was on the surface, that sounds like stay out of trouble. Mm-hmm. But knowing my dad, what that really means is, nigga, don't get caught. Don't involve me with your <laughs> bullshit. Like, <laughs> right? And I think that the essence of that, right? Like, if we, mm-hmm. if that's the ecstasy, this is the Molly, is mm-hmm. that, like, nigga, if things elevate it, things uh, in terms of like negative things in your life, mm-hmm. uh, as a child, elevate to the point where they get my attention as your parent mm-hmm. and I have to step in. Then that's cause for concern Like now we need to start having Hmm. Some realignment conversations Because clearly shit ain't going right But if you're able to (laughs) maneuver This world And not have your parent The person who has the closest eye on you The person who's looking out for you the hardest And I don't have to step in And like You know what I'm saying Disrupt things Then I feel like you're on the right path Regardless of what you're doing Because I feel like you need to learn And figure shit out But as long as you're Mm -hmm. not Learning those things In a way that's going to be Detrimental for what you can learn In the future Then I think those are important And I want to be seen as a resource To to navigate some of those things Hmm. What age did he tell you that? If you remember (sighs) Um, It was very very young Probably like 7th grade 7th or 8th grade Huh That's interesting because I guess from an outsider's perspective, it seemed like he was so strict. I wouldn't even think he would have gave you instruction with that type of meaning. I would assume like he meant stay out of trouble, don't do no trouble, not don't get caught, but like don't do any trouble. I think it was because uh, eighth grade was, I think, only like one of the few years I went to a regular school. Uh, so I guess if you're homeschool, you can. It's hard to get in trouble you get at called. home. Yeah, if you get called at, if you get a phone call from your school and you homeschool, nigga, that's a wild shit. That's but I think that's where it mostly came from. It was like, all right, that's now true. you about to be out here. It's a whole different environment that you're about yeah. to be in. You're probably gonna be exposed to some shit. Like I'm. Eighth grade, it's time to fuck. How, you know what I mean? Like, how did you handle that type of freedom, or at least not as freedom in the sense that you get to leave and you're around all more people? Like, what was that like? It I was very. To ask you that. It was very interesting. Um, I didn't have it as bad because we played sports, so I was like socialized uh, with true, kids true. all the time. Yeah. And like you remember, we played sports all year round. We played mm-hmm. every sport all year round, and it was mm-hmm. four of us. So we. Like, I would not only be around my teammates, I'd be around Malik and Robin yeah. and Jenna's teammates, too. So, like, it's a bunch of people. So, like, we did get, quote, unquote, socialized, even though we were homeschool, right? This is, this is a side question. <laughs> At what age did y'all stop getting haircuts from your uh, parents? Uh, mine was 14, eighth grade, like going into okay, freshman year. Like, that's, like, yeah, that's when I started cutting my own shit. Yep, nah, that's when I started cutting my own shit. Okay, sorry. Um, yeah, what was I saying? Um, <laughs> you were talking about um, kind of how it was oh, experiencing yeah. that transition from homeschool to. So yeah, that was the. That part was easy, like just knowing about other kids, <laughs> like like knowing how to talk to other people and shit. Yeah. Uh, the biggest trans there was two really big transitions for me. Okay. The first was dealing with other adults, mm. especially with your authority. Well, that's part Issues. of it. That's part of it because. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I'm, I'm gonna name the two issues and then I'll break them down. Number okay. one was dealing with other adults. Right. Number two was girls. Mm. 
Mm. Those are the two big things. Now, dealing with other adults. Pretty much for my whole life, my mother and my father were my authority figures. Mm -hmm. They always taught me to respect other adults, but also no other adult really are my parents. And so while they are adults... Well, it wasn't confusing me. It's like, well, they're an adult. They probably know best, okay. but my parents have my best interests at heart. So you that was were the able to make that. Yes, I was well, able I to make that. 14, 13. At that point, okay, that's yeah, a that's yeah. a big key. At that yeah. point, I was able to make that distinction. However, what that caused was, and also being homeschooled and just my personality, that caused a lot of problems with teachers because, and to them, I would be like showing them up or like mm. bucking authority when low key it wasn't. I could see how they could see it as that, but that's not really what it was. Right. Um, at least my intentions in, in, in operating the way I operate. So that yeah. caused a lot of conflict with authority figures in general. It's like, fam, yeah. just because you grown on me you, and just because you are saying words to me don't mean it's the best thing that I should do or that I should listen to you. And that caused a lot of problems. That still causes problems to me today. Yeah. At my job, like my boss would tell me to do something. I'm like, yeah, but why though? Yeah. And then... Once I break you down and you can't explain to me why, well, now tell me why I should do that, <laughs> right? But that's 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 just me, and that's why my kids are gonna be terrible. But uh, <laughs> that was a really hard thing because I had to like not only did I have to learn how to deal with other adults and navigate that like other adults weren't as open to curiosity or young people kids questioning them. Yeah. Right. That that wasn't the thing that and just the way that I went about it. That was a big transition. The other thing was girls because coming into eighth grade, that's when mm, peak hormones. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because like playing sports up until that point, like you know, what I'm saying you have like your 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 teammates' cute sister or some shit yeah. or somebody's mom bad as hell or something like that. But that's pretty much it. Even on like when we go on tournaments and travel and shit, like you t- you looking at the other girls that be at the hotel, for right, example, right. right? And it and at that age, it ain't really shit. But like, let's sneak out the hotel room and like walk around the hotel mm-hmm. lobby before mm-hmm. somebody come looking for it. Right? Like you ain't really. It's not really too much going on. But when I went back to school. Add the fact that, especially eighth grade going into high school, I was really good at baseball specifically, but also I played football too. Yeah. And so anybody who has played sports in high school, middle school, that age, know there's a, it's just different. Like, (laughs) girls is different at that age with that, like being a jock. And so that was really difficult because... I had no idea how to like I that's what I didn't have practice with is reading mm. women and understanding <laughs> the signs of women. Yeah, yeah. And so like girls would be throwing themselves at me and I just didn't get it or like didn't understand <laughs> or like didn't recognize the signs. Yeah. Um and to a certain extent that worked because like a that's lot of people funny, just thought bro. I was like nonchalant and wasn't thirsty. Yeah. Nah, nigga, I was thirsty as I fuck. I just s- didn't know. <laughs> just didn't know <laughs> i had the same issue for the exact opposite reason because mm. like my mother was involved in a lot of uh women's groups in in the church so yeah. a lot of those women had daughters so i was constantly around these women and because the behavior of these women was normal to me i didn't realize it was flirting i was like this is just how girls uh. act so like i remember i would be um i had a, a computer cl- um uh, audio what the fuck was the class called it was like a we did a TV program for our school, and it was a class. Okay, yeah. So like production, and, and I was doing the sound, sure. right? Mm-hmm. So 
it was a couple girls. They would just like literally sit on my lap and talk to me while I'm doing the audio because <laughs> there's no teacher back there. The teachers are kind of letting us do our own thing, right? And like dudes were like, "Bro, she likes she's sitting on your lap." I was like, "Nah, man." That's what we do yeah, right. <laughs> I like how so no Naive and clueless yeah. Like it happened A few times And people are like Can you believe Man I'm like no, It don't happen to you <laughs> This is so, This is hilarious yeah, so. so like It's still To this day Is a thing Cause like I'm just so used to women I guess Women flirting I don't even realize it's women flirting a lot of times. Right. So I'm just like, this is this is how women act. They yeah. Talk to you like this, say crazy things. Like, Sit in your lap. You're sure giggly today. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so a quick story time. I remember right. um, there was this white girl who lived Uh-oh. a couple doors down from where we lived. Um, in this house. There's some... <laughs> Um, and I was on, uh, so I'm on the baseball team. Shorty was on like the volleyball team and softball team. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I also played football. So football and volleyball is the same season and baseball and softball are during the same season. Yeah. Fall sports and spring sports. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I've, and Shorty was my neighbor. So like we would see each other a lot. We play, play some of the same sports. Uh, we just kind of, you know, had some of the same mutual friends, right. et cetera. So shit was cool. So uh, I remember one day one of the homies who was dating uh, my teammate who was dating her best friend came and told me, you know, the high school shit. Oh, mm-hmm. she thinks you're cute, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. I'm like, oh, where? Tell her to go talk to me, all this, blah, 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 right? So we ended up talking. Um, <laughs> it's so funny because I used to go and, like, write little notes and put them on her windshield in the morning. So that, yeah, so that she was, because she drove. Uh, I was. She what? was older than me. Oh, yeah. I was about to say she was older than me, and I was younger. Uh, wow. But I would put okay. like little notes on her car in her driveway on the other like two, mm-hmm. three doors down or whatever, right? So whatever, whatever. We kept talking or whatever. So then, shorty, somehow we ended up talking on the phone. I'm like late night phone conversations, right? Mm-hmm. Shorty ended up <laughs> convincing me to try to sneak over to her crib, right? Mm. So like I'm like, up. so I'm like, all right, bet, yeah, I'm with it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? My mom's just going to be gone at this point. I think my dad was on like a business trip or something. Did you know shit. what to expect? No. Okay. <laughs> so when she told me this, I'm thinking, oh, damn, she really wanted me to like come cuddle her and chill with her. Like, <laughs> this is dope. Shorty really feeling me, right? So right. I'm like, all right, I, 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 I do all of this shit. I, uh, I fucking sneak over there. Shorty ain't tell me they had a dog. She had a golden retriever in the backyard. I done kicked over the hammer or some more shit. I had to climb like... Oh, you're like talking about a literal hammer, not the gun. No, yeah, no, okay. a literal, a literal hammer. Um, it was a bunch of shit. Like it was a bunch of shit. So I finally ended up getting a shorty room. Right? She was yeah. like, "Oh my god, I can't believe you made it up here." And I'm like, "Yeah, that shit was crazy. I was scared. You had a dog. You ain't tell me. Wow, your mom was downstairs. I think she heard me. Blah blah. blah. No, everything was cool. And then she took her shirt off and got up under the covers. Right? And I'm like. Damn, we just gonna sleep? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm excited. Uh, yeah, I'm like, damn, I'm I'm all hyped That's up now. Like, man. man, we should go for a jog a or something. Like, damn, we, like, and uh, and then so that's how out of clue mm. I was. That mm. I was like, damn, I did all of this, and now we just gonna go to sleep the whole time. She, you know, what I'm saying, getting prepared <laughs> for the business. And um, uh, I don't even remember what happened But she's laying there under the covers I'm like sitting on the side of her bed Rubbing her back, talking to her And we end up talking for like 30, 45 minutes Uh And then her 
her mom started waking up downstairs, so I had to leave. So I had to climb out the window, go back to the crib, right? Tell me why Shorty never like we never talked like that again. Like we mm. never really flirted like that ever again. Mm. Like it was all different after that. Um, and it literally took me probably, probably until about senior year. Yeah, and I was like, it out. Oh. she was like, this nigga don't even like me. Well, I don't see now. Here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. Back then, there you, there's a lot of allegations that could go around. This nigga don't like me. This nigga gay. You know what I'm saying? Like there's, high <laughs> yeah, like yeah. oh, he don't like white girl. Like it's a whole bunch of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a whole bunch of shit. But it, it was funny. Is it was whole? What's funny is it ended up working in my favor okay. because all of her friends wanted to fuck me for the rest of high school. Mm. So and they were yeah. And the funny part is. They were scared about it because they knew she liked me first back in fucking freshman year. <laughs> so like it was always just weird and awkward yeah. for the rest of high school after that. But that's my little story time. Like it okay. was definitely, I was in the room, <laughs> on the bed, and had no idea what the fuck was going on. This happened when you were either a sophomore or a freshman. I was a freshman. Yeah, that's she was a sophomore. Yep. Yeah. Live and you learn, brother. You live and you learn. What's funny is this is the same girl. Her and her homegirl are the same girls that I had in the backyard on the slip and slide when Granny was babysitting us one time. And she <laughs> so I don't. <laughs> what? How you how you being babysitting in high school? <laughs> it wasn't really baby. I think I think my mom and dad were just gone, and Granny yeah, was watching the her siblings. I'm assuming yeah. more so watching them. Yeah, and I mean, I'm 13, 14. I probably shouldn't be left for a whole weekend watching kids, yeah. for watching kids, right? Maybe for a few hours. Maybe a day. Maybe that's overnight, even. That's overnight. That's, pushing yeah, it. that's still pushing it. So, uh, yeah, I think, and it's, I think my dad was at work, uh-huh. and they were leaving after, but my mom was already gone. So Granny was at the crib, and I told these two girls, one of them was, I'm not going to say their names, but one of them was... What's the name that I was just talking about? Yeah. And they were in bathing suits, like sunbathing, chilling in our backyard on the slip and slide when Both granny white girls? Nah, one was like Latina. She was okay. like Mexican. Okay. And they were both older, so they were like more developed. They were grown yeah. pretty much. <laughs> and I remember I think Granny ran to grab something from the store and was coming right back. Um and I think my dad ended up coming home on his lunch break. Mm. So, like, my dad and granny pulled up at the same time. They walk up. I'm outside chilling with these girls, like, with lemonades and grapes and shit. You know, <laughs> sitting on the, on the fucking <laughs> slip and slide. And they come up. They're like, um, <laughs> what the fuck is going on here? And I'm like, oh, hey, this is, you know, you dig and what's the name? We, you know, just hanging out. And they just looking at me like. Because like, uh, also, like you were saying, we were we were raised very at that time. My parents were very, very strict. So that mm. was just some wild ass shit mm-hmm. to do. And I only did it because I thought my fucking parents was out of town and granny wasn't going to trip. Pull this off for my grandma. Exactly. <laughs> so I got double caught. Mm. And then the girls was like, they didn't notice that nothing was wrong right. or off kilter. And I'm glad for that because like my, my people that didn't embarrass me. Yeah. But as soon as they went inside the house, I was like, all right, y'all, y'all got to uh, <laughs> y'all gotta go. It's time to leave. Uh, but they weren't even mad. They were like, who are they? Like, yeah. do you know them? I'm like, yes, I know them. <laughs> yes, they like me. They probably, <laughs> like, yeah, they probably just thought these older women wanted to Yes, exactly. Exactly. 
make that much money or something. I don't know. That shit was funny though, man. I, I had some good times, man. <laughs> some good times. Some interesting stories for sure. Um, I feel like I'm going to get questioned if I don't answer your question from earlier, uh, which was, I believe, what are the differences or mm-hmm. as far as um, what I would impart in my in a son and what I would impart in a daughter. Right. Um, I think that men and women, for the most part, wants to be valued valued in different ways. Okay. So the way I would raise my son and how I would raise my daughter, I would teach the son that the value of work as far as providing is very important. Um, Like, it should be a characteristic trait, I would hope, that he understands what far hard work can do for you and how far it can get you. Mm-hmm. And like the focus on that. Um, whereas you can raise a daughter with those things as well, but I would expect my son to be more of a provider within his relationship than I would for my daughter. Maybe the daughter, um, she will provide in different ways. I'm thinking more along the lines that they have family and picking right. partners. She right. might provide in different ways. So like I would teach her how to, of course, provide on her own, but also how to help someone that maybe is the main provider, how that would look like. Like, what are some of the expectations of something like that? Or with my son, I would help him pick someone that maybe can assist him, but also kind of take care of themselves. And I feel like they're going to also be looking for different personality traits as far as um, Mm. uh, partners. So, like, I would want my daughter to find someone that's kind, loving, smart, and... Um, wants to provide whereas my son I would hope he finds someone that has those things maybe some of those things as well but maybe that's more of a nurturer kind of kind of contribute to because I have such an expectation of being able to provide maybe kind of contribute to helping him in that sense maybe this comes with just relaxing and finding someone that calms you that um, grounds you Right. Yeah. So I guess those are some of the things I think off top I would probably try to impart as far as looking for and providing within um, looking for partners for my children. Couple of a couple of things to that. I think I will. I would base what I think they need in a partner based on their personality. Mm-hmm. So they're the calm one, for example. Right. And and this isn't. I guess this is for me it's not gender specific so like if if my son is the calm one and he's maybe a little too calm then what i might want for him is someone (laughs) who's a little bit more i mean (laughs) i guess calm ain't the right word but like nonchalant or like not i don't know what's the word passion like Someone is too calm, or you're looking for a word that's too calm? Yeah. Like passive? or pa- That's a perfect word. Okay. Someone who may be more passive, then I would want someone in a partnership that balances them out. Maybe they're a little bit more fiery, maybe they're more passionate. Right. And brings that element to their life. So I, and then, like, for example, if I have a daughter who's just, this nigga, if I have a daughter that, uh, if I have a daughter who's just a natural provider, hustler, go getter, and that's yeah. just who she is, and then that may be the role that she ends up taking in her relationship. Mm-hmm. But what I would want for her is someone who balances that out 
and there's also all the, some of the things that you said, kind, sweet, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, smart. Uh, but I think part of that would be based on their personalities and what I think would be a good match for their personality. The that's, second thing that's is... That's fair. I, I'm assuming these things without knowing the personality types of the yeah. children. But uh, yeah, that's fair. The other thing is with um, with my daughter, I feel like I would I would... You know, obviously want to raise her to be independent, able to provide for things on her own. But I think what happens a lot of time with parents who raise their daughters that way, what happens is they don't teach them how to uh, let someone else do those things for them. So when they encounter someone who is more than capable, right, of taking on that role for them and... uh, is in a position where that doesn't have to be a burden for them to concern mm. themselves over, then they also need to be able to recognize that in someone and be able to, huh. you know what I'm saying? I, I Give that up. I could definitely to see them, that. To someone worthy. Yeah. So that's the other part. Like, be independent, but also learn how to concede to someone worth it, yeah. worthy I f- for both men and women. I feel like because I was raised by a single mother, I have a streak of just doing everything on my own and by myself. So I right. have difficulty allowing people to contribute in my life and yeah. difficulty as far as um, finding ways for them to contribute. Right. And so, I think it would be yeah, important to then still on them. What things should you look for other people to contribute? Mm-hmm. Right. Like, mm-hmm. and should nobody, you should not be looking for anyone to pay any of your survival bills. Right. Like you should yeah. be able to, Pay for all your necessities, have a roof over your head, yeah. eat, and be clothed on your own, regardless of anyone. Anyone that you're providing into your life should be able to add to those things and supplement those things. And if they can do those things that you're able to take care of, cool, but you yeah. should never be in a position where you're not able to do those things for yourself. I feel Which you. is why my daughters would never fucking come out their necks like Nicole Young asked for $200 million, <laughs> That's $2 million funny you month. say that because that I'm going to no say sense. the exact opposite. I was going to say, I'm going to teach my son how to go and get money. I'm going to teach my daughter how to marry the money so I can retire happily. Right. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I guess if I were to vision a life of my daughter, I wouldn't say I wouldn't want her to be like that because I I wouldn't want her to marry somebody that's abusive. But if she can find someone that provides in that way and that's what she wants, that would be ideal, I guess. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I would want her kind of like Nicole Young to have that background where you don't need that to happen because she's you know Nicole's a, a lawyer, lawyer right used to be so you know different perspectives of the coin yeah for sure um i just thought about it too Sixty thousand a month for education actually isn't that wild she might have student loans she's 50 so if you haven't paid your student loans off by 50 well we already know the american school system is fucked but i guess she might be doing bad. like Continued education, PDs. But you're a millionaire. <laughs> Listen, uh, he could pay that off for one month. We don't know that. She so went to might school. Be a top well, notch we do because she went to school fifty years ago. Or might be a top notch. She went to school thirty years ago. Might be a top. Prices are a lot lower. Anyway, <laughs> like, I tried to throw her some bill. I tried. I tried. I tried. Like, niggas can work at McDonald's and pay for the tuition. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> caught that. Um, yeah, no, that's true. All right, let's get into self medication for the week. What did you right. do for self medication this week? Oh man, I feel like I'm putting on the spot every week, even though I know you're know, asking this question. <laughs> um, what do I have? I wrote it down. 
So let me find it. You want me to go ahead and go? Uh, or you got yours? I got it. Um, so I get this email every Thursday from this author. Um, his name is escaping me, but he wrote the book Atomic Habits. Um, okay. So if you want to find out his name, you can just Google that. But he has a newsletter where he kind of gives out a couple quotes and a couple questions to ask yourself over the course of the week. So one of the um, questions he asked was kind of a question you ask yourself. And it was, um, is there a better way and is there a kinder way? So for the next week, I want to kind of use those as guys about how I'm talking to people and treating people and uh, kind of asking questions. Cause I always feel like I'm pretty kind. I try to do the best way is based on all the um, options I have, but I really think it'd be interesting to see how asking myself this question is going to affect my week. Mm. So I kind of want to, you know, get into that this week. James clear. Thank James you. clear. Yep. Yep. Great book, by the way. Uh, yeah, this looks like something I want to. I think I have it. Pick up. I have I'm not lending niggas books, so I'm getting back. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, that sounds dope. I wonder. Um, yeah, no, that sounds dope. Do you can you imagine? Um, can you think of any scenarios where you can already anticipate having to ask yourself this question? One of them is uh, I have a friend. I feel like a lot of our con- conversations get like uh snippy mm. and it's because I think she's going through some things. And so like the person I am, I'm a bit of an asshole. It's what people have told me. So like, I might just make a joke because you're being snippy. I don't necessarily mean anything by it, but it kind of can make the conversation get that way. Yeah. So now I'm, I've, one of the things is I told her, I got, I got all the jokes for you this weekend, but starting on Monday, our conversation is going to be more productive and not like we just going back and forth talking shit about each other. We're going to yeah. try to um, have more productive conversations that are beneficial and maybe kind of can add to helping the week go by better than more substantive. Yeah. Look at this brother. That's dope. Yeah. No, that's super dope. Um, that's probably a question I need to ask myself. A lot more yeah. Often. yeah. I think it's a great question for everybody to kind of, Incorporate into their daily routines. Yeah. Is there a better way? Is there a kinder way? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, that's super dope. If you have some nuggets, I would recommend signing up for the newsletter. I think you can go to his website if you want to sign up for it. But he always has some gems in there. James Clear, New York Mm -hmm. Times bestselling author. Oh, yeah. Um... So for me, I have picked up, uh, I am in the kind of 101 investigative learning phase (laughs) of two things. Um, And these two things, I I chose these two things very intentionally. Okay. um, Because they uh, are things that I already kind of do or um, are kind of, Embedded in low key who I am. So, okay. what I'm talking about is golf and cigars. It's a very elderly white man thing of you. Continue. Yeah, I'm getting old, man. <laughs> I'm getting old. So, uh, first of all, with golf, um, obviously, our, our grandfather mm-hmm. uh, was very, very into golf. I low key think I still have at least the head of the golf. Remember, he used to make the custom golf clubs for us? 
I don't remember. I never got no custom golf clubs. You definitely did, because I badgered his ass when y'all got, you and Joseph got some before us. I think Joseph may have. <laughs> I don't fuck with no golf. Uh, you no, know Joseph was on the golf team in high school? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, I got so, a story time about that shit. <laughs> I'm sure it's great. I'm sure it's great. Uh, that's what uh, <laughs> So, yeah, so golf. Um, so I started very 2020-ish. I bought a, a golf video game. Okay. PGA 2K21 But I do want to think I think I want to get into Like hitting the courses and shit Going to um, Some courses That seems like a Nice relaxing hobby Some morning time thing mm-hmm. So it'll help you, you get up early cigars while you golf Exactly yeah. Exactly And then So that's the other one is I'm a smoker I smoke a shit ton um, And cigars are dope So <laughs> I want to get more to the aficionado aspect of cigars. So, like, um, you know, when I was younger and would drink beer, it's just drinking beer to drink beer, right? Right. But then as I got older and started learning about different types of beer and beer pairing with different foods and just getting into the craft of beer, I started appreciating beer even more than just its ability to get you lit. And I'm thinking about the same way with cigars and smoking. It's like... All right, yeah, this is cool. I smoke a lot, but like <laughs> getting into the aficionado yeah. of like flavor tones and the artisanship yeah. of them, I think is something that I want to get into. So I did my my Googles <laughs> and I started my one on one courses on both cigars and golf this week. I like those for you and in general because those are also things that are great for networking and socializing. Um you see those a lot with, Like I said Older gentlemen mm-hmm. um, Golfing allows them To play sports Without putting their body In serious risk Of being injured Yep um, Smoking is a very Social thing um, You can garner Great conversations From those two activities And Like As far as like Wholesome <laughs> Activities for a married man Yes Great Yes <laughs> Looking for things That take up time And keep me out of trouble There you go There you go and I think golf and cigars are both the <laughs> definitely. What the fuck? Oh, somebody moving. Yeah. Um, like so those. yeah, okay. golf and cigars, man. Um, anything else we should touch on for over the counter? Um, I like. This is just a random aside, but mm-hmm. I like that more black people are getting into golf because some of my favorite rappers, Schoolboy Q and Freddie Gibbs, are golfers, which are like some of the most niggerish niggas. So it's kind of dope that they're out there on the golf courses doing their thing. Shout out to Big Boy. Big Boy golfs too? Nigga, where do you think the fucking golf carts as a trend came from? You don't remember in like the early mid-2000s when I Tiger just, was going crazy and everybody had pimped out golf trucks? You don't remember this? I just remember Diddy and um, Bad Boys for Life um, song. Yeah, that was... I'm okay. pretty sure Big Boy had like a whole business where he was like doing customized golf course at one point. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I agree. I wonder, I, yeah, right? <laughs> like some fucking spinners on your golf cart. What I want to know is, I gotta, I have to get real quick. I gotta get familiar with like the etiquette rules of golf. Cause see, I, I, I'm a nigga. I'm gonna want to play some you. I want to have a boom box and shit. Pants yeah, and exactly. Right, like <laughs> polos. Yeah, this. There's a lot of uh, and and also at this point. 
I'm just anti as fuck. So whatever they say, I'm yeah. going to try to stretch it. There are some dope Jordan golf shoes that have been released in the last couple of years. Where? Yeah. I have to find yeah, no. them out. I think it was some like great fives I saw this year. Uh, yeah. I'm going to have to ask my fiance for this. <laughs> this is going to be your uh, my wedding, wedding gift. gift. Um, so, yeah, that's your prescription for this week. Uh, over the counter. Smoke some, smoke some cigars. Play some golf. Play some golf. Ask yourself if you can be kinder. And smarter. Smarter. <laughs> better. Um, as always, this is the Self-Medicated Podcast. This is Over the Counter. Come get your prescriptions. The Wayfair signing out. Young Popular Friendly signing out. Peace. <laughs>